trip to Argentina changed my life. Um, in no uncertain terms. I started in Mexico. I went to Mexico, Colombia, Peru, Brazil, Chile, Argentina. I said I fell down Latin America. This is Todd Leloy. He's 48, beefy, broad-shouldered, handsome, and a little weathered. His story starts back in December of 1995. He was on a business trip through Latin America working for a fishing tackle company. I sold rods and reels in Asia, Africa, and Latin America. That was my job. I was international business manager for an American tackle company. By the time I reached Argentina, I was really tired. You know, we'd had about five weeks of travel. And, I, you know, I don't really sleep well in a strange bed. And so by the time I reached Argentina, I was tired and and but restless, right? And so I would wake up in the middle of the night and not be able to sleep, and so I'd go take a walk. A city at night is such a different place. When a, when a city is sleeping, there are elements of its character that you see that you don't see in the daylight. Argentina is beautiful. Buenos Aires is particularly beautiful. The place has this dreamlike quality or melancholy quality, right? And it's kind of surreal. And something with my heart just opened to the beauty of the place. We had worked all day. I was having dinner by myself in this outdoor cafe across from the cemetery. And um, this girl walked by. She's a young woman, probably 19, 20 years old. And she just had this really easy smile, this beautiful smile and long, dark brown hair. And she didn't notice me. She just walked straight past. But I noticed her. There was something about her that was just really beautiful. And the people in Argentina are beautiful in general. But there was something about that young woman that really just struck me. She's wearing like black jeans and a T-shirt with a bag over her shoulder. She just looked happy. She just had this big smile on her face, and she was just walking. And how close did you get to her? Oh, not far. I mean, I I was in this little outdoor cafe, and she just passed on the street. So maybe 10, 15 feet. And all in all, for the entire time that you spotted her to the time that she was out of view, how much time passed? 30 seconds, 15 seconds. Yeah, she just walked right past. That was it? That was it. Now, a young man spotting a mysterious, beautiful young woman on a balmy night in a big city should have been momentary, ephemeral, and over. But that is not what happened. For Todd Leloy, this moment here in Buenos Aires defined the rest of his life. This was the trip that changed everything. Hi, I'm Jonathan Gruber, and this is The Journey. The Journey is an original podcast from KLM Royal Dutch Airlines, where we meet extraordinary people whose lives are transformed by travel. So, after finishing his dinner, Todd goes back to his hotel. The next day, he needed to travel again. More meetings, more appointments... 
But the image of that girl passing by didn't let him go. I couldn't forget her. I, she would show up. As I traveled around, you know, we went from one city to another city. She just showed up in my thoughts, and my thoughts just kept coming back to her. She just seemed to fit in that place so well, like to really embody sort of the beauty and the positive nature. The place was so beautiful, and she just fit right into that, and she had this optimistic, happy feeling to her. You may have noticed Todd is a thinker. Maybe it's more accurate to call him a poetic soul, a person with a great capacity for fantasy and a rich inner life. The singular moment Todd laid eyes on that young woman was more than magical, more than sexual. She became his imaginary muse, a muse that opened his eyes to a new world and new beauty. Todd developed a passion for Argentina's history and literature that became nearly insatiable. I didn't really know much about Argentina. But when I left, I started having dreams about her, and so I just started to read. I went to the bookstore and I just bought books on Argentina. I started reading about the history of the place and the art of the place, and I read the writers, and I read Neruda, I read um, Borges, I read a number of southern writers, and writers from the Andean Cone. She just came into focus for me as this vibrant, beautiful, ripe womanhood in this place. It was sort of tinged by the darkness of the dictatorship and the ugliness that had happened before that. In the 1970s and 80s, Argentina was run by a brutal military junta in which an estimated 30,000 people were picked up, tortured, and killed. They call these people simply the disappeared. Despite the violence, Argentina's artistic life still flourished, particularly the writers who embodied that most South American of literary styles, magic realism. Magic realism is a mystical and somewhat enigmatic form that was both real and surreal. The more Todd read, the more obsessed he became with Argentina's history and probably more than anything, its stories and that image of his Argentinian muse would not let him go. He even gave her a name, Miranda. Three months after I got back from Argentina, every night the dreams were in my head and the image of her wouldn't leave me alone and I was working but I was reading books and my day-to-day job of trying to get numbers and contracts and computer systems and stuff working just wasn't satisfying anymore. Something inside of me is calling me to write, and so that's why I left my job and started writing. Devoting yourself to something to which you have no actual connection like that, other than an extremely attractive young woman who you saw in Argentina, who you saw in some kind of a fugue state, right? driving you to this, what, what the heck is going on here? I don't know. I had listened to my head for a lot of my life. I tried to do the practical thing, the right thing, worked hard. And all of a sudden, something spoke to me from inside of my head, inside of my mind that said, this path that you're on isn't the right path for you. There's something else, whether it's this story or another story, what your life is calling to you for or about is is something different. It started with the dreams. It started with seeing her in dreams and then 
reading about the place and reading the literature and falling in love with the place through words. There was a beauty about it that numbers just don't have. Putting together a good business plan and you know making the numbers work and driving profit are all good, practical, smart things. But there was a beauty that I hadn't really witnessed before. Todd resigned his job and left a blossoming career behind. This was a drastic decision because he was on the cusp of achieving the career he'd worked hard for his entire life. I was born in Trinidad, and um, when I was about eight, we moved to Singapore. And then we moved to um, Portland, Oregon, when I was about 12. And I lived all over the States. Todd was always a smart kid. Despite moving around a lot, he breezed through school, eventually getting an MBA from Arizona's prestigious Thunderbird School of Global Management. It was um, practical. When you come to the States as an immigrant, you want to work really hard to get ahead. I'd always painted and I wrote stories, but it really felt like the practical, smart thing to do was go to business school. I was good at numbers, good at math, you know, smart. And so I thought, okay, I'll go do that. Immigrants in America generally want to make a better life for themselves. And you're going to work really hard and you're going to have a piece of the American dream. Don't listen to your heart, listen to your head, make, do practical things. And practical things he did. Todd ended up at the fishing tackle company and traveled the world. It was a good job with a steady income that delivered the kind of security and career path any immigrant would wish for. It was all, you know, okay. Until that one moment in Buenos Aires that turned everything upside down. Todd put all practical things like a job behind him, and for the first time in his life, he started to follow his heart. I took a drive to the Harvard Library through a thunderstorm. I drove 15 hours from Memphis to the Harvard Library. I got the Buenos Aires Herald on microphone, which was the English language newspaper. And I read 10 years of daily newspaper, what was happening during that the period of the dictatorship. And a story just kind of started to shape in my head that sort of centered around her. And so I wrote a story, it took about a year to write it, called The Disappeared. In The Disappeared, Miranda is part of a complex narrative in which a love story is entwined with Argentina's history. And in keeping with that spirit of magic realism, Todd says that the story isn't his. It was gifted to him by his muse. There are things that happened to me in Argentina that opened my eyes to a world that I didn't know, I didn't see. My heart was open to something, you know, through the girl in the cemetery that I can't no logical answer to, right? There's no reason why the story that I wrote, The Disappeared, should have been written by me. There's no reason why the images should become dreams, should become characters, should, should take on a form that they did. I don't know if I have a psychic ability. I wouldn't put it in those terms. I just know that I have very vivid, very lucid dreams. And being in Argentina... And seeing the girl made me start to see them more clearly. 
they call it the traveler's trance sometimes. So maybe it's some combination of being in that traveler's trance opened my heart, my mind to something. But I would never be the same. Like I would never feel comfortable with a life full of numbers. And so Todd started writing. After one year, his manuscript was ready. And the result of this was? Nothing, unfortunately. I wrote the story. I, I tried really hard to pull it all together in a way that's commercial. It was a novel and then it became a screenplay. But it was, it was kind of incoherent. I wasn't developed as a writer yet. You know, I was a business guy. I've struggled with becoming a writer. It was a painful confrontation with his shortcomings. But Todd was still determined to develop his story into something big. He wanted to learn the craft of storytelling and leave his life full of numbers behind. So, Todd moved from Memphis to Los Angeles to become a professional storyteller. I came out west to go to film school. I tried to develop myself as a writer after years of being a business guy. I took directing classes at UCLA. I, I made short films. I, I became obsessed with the idea of telling the story. And I worked it for years to try to make sense of all of the pieces. Because I had these flashes, these, these images in my dreams. It felt like a fool's errand for years. I'll be honest with you. Um, and it's full of doubt. Why am I writing this? Why am I, am I going crazy? Why am I so tied to this? While Todd's stories may appear to him in his dreams, he found he had to deal with more down-to-earth stuff, like making a living. My thought was, while I'm learning to become an artist, I'm going to learn the industry from the inside. I was hired on at um, Sony Pictures, and so I, I went to work in their digital marketing group, the internet was brand new in 97 time frame, and I was working in technology with major entertainment brands and trying to figure out how to connect people to media. And so Todd went from one job to the other in the creative and tech industry. And while his work life was way more creative than, say, selling fishing tackle, it was still a far cry from his true ambition of becoming a writer and filmmaker. I've struggled with becoming a writer while I have a professional life. And so it, it's sort of the two parts of me that have been at odds. I know I have the story that I, I feel like I have a duty to get out and there are other stories I want to tell. And at the same time, there are the practical parts of having a life and having a career in a, in a modern American city. And so life went on. Time passed. Years become decades. Like so many people before him, his creative ambitions succumbed to the need to pay the bills. Meanwhile, Todd got married, had kids. You know how things go. After Sony Pictures, he had a job at MySpace, and together with a partner, he started a tech company that matched people based on their interests. Later on, his partner would go on to found Tinder, the popular dating app. That is a lot of years and a lot of distractions. So I asked Todd just how much he thought about Miranda during this period. I would say almost daily. I don't think she ever really left my mind. Practically, I have a file that's always open. It's been in the back of my head for years and years and years and years. Just, you know, what would she do? What is she doing? What is she thinking? How is she? What did she become? Why is she smiling? But what is it about her character, or in her character, that has a sense of joy? She was the thing that I came back to, the object, the idea, the image, the person, 
I came back to time and time again to think about the life I wanted to lead and the story that I felt I needed to tell. And those things felt very, very entangled. Did you ever consider going back to Argentina to go look for Miranda? I've had a couple opportunities to go back and I haven't for a range of reasons. But I always felt like I would find her. You know, I've traveled a lot in my career and I always felt like I was looking for her. Like every time I would be in um, a train station or a bus station or an airport, I felt I would find her passing. In the back of my mind, I kept my eye out for her, knowing that one day I would cross paths with her again, somehow, somewhere. And then came one of those brutal moments that life just throws at you. Todd had an ugly divorce, as he put it. He felt down, lonely, utterly disconnected from the stories and the muse. It took him a long time to recover. After a while, he felt that he maybe could go on a date sometime. And so he downloaded that well-known dating app, Tinder. You know, swipe left if you're not interested. Swipe right if you are. One of the first dozen people that I swiped right on was this woman named Cecilia from Argentina. And um, there's something about her. She had this really easy smile, and she traveled photographs from around the world. I really like what she wrote on her profile, and she was a, a commercial producer. We went to dinner at a Peruvian restaurant, and um, from the start, I just liked her. Sometimes you meet somebody and lightning and the thunderbolts and the fireworks go off. Cupid hits you in the heart with an arrow. It wasn't like that. It was something much more meaningful, much more profound. I really, I really liked her. My name is Cecilia Salguero. I am 42 years old and um, I'm from Buenos Aires, Argentina, and I am a producer. I do commercials. Cecilia Salguero came to L.A. for work a few years ago. She was new in town and put herself on Tinder to meet new people. She met Todd, and she was pleasantly surprised he knew so much about Argentina. So uh, the first thing he told me is, I love Argentina. Here, not, not everyone knows even where it is on a map. So he told me he had been there many years ago, and he said, yeah, I was there on a business trip. We had, like, great conversation. We spent probably like two hours, and it was really interesting. To be honest, I was not completely into him, but I really enjoyed the time we spent together. One day she came over to my house, and I showed her my Buenos Aires travel journal. And uh, on the trip, I'd walked around and taken a bunch of photographs of the city. And she found the photographs, and she looked at it, and she was like, wait a minute, this is around the corner from my house. Where were you staying? And I said, well, I'm staying at a hotel right across from La Recoleta, the cemetery at, at the Etoile Hotel. And she looked at me like dumbfounded. We went to Google Maps and she showed me where the hotel was and where her mom's house was. And it was literally a five-minute walk up the side of, along the edge of the cemetery. She showed me, she went on her phone and she showed me a picture of herself as a young girl. And I knew it was her. 
I immediately knew, it, I, in, in no uncertain terms, I recognized her. And then I told her the story of what happened that night and who I saw. She lived there at the time, and she would be walking home that way at the end of the night. She was usually happy. And um, I felt like this is the person who I saw 20 years ago. And so Todd gave her the story that he had been working on for the last 20 years, since that night in Buenos Aires. I think like maybe two weeks into the relationship, he sent me a PDF and he said, listen, I, w- I want you to have this. You don't have to read it if you don't want to, but I want you to have this because I don't want you to think that I changed this after meeting you. And what is this? And this was a PDF that had uh, the synopsis of a story he has written and the description of the characters. And there was Miranda and the description. I really felt identified with the character, not only uh, physically, but also in some details that he would describe as his person, her personality and that kind of thing. And I was really impressed by that. I really recognized myself in the description. That is why I was shocked. Well, what did you think when you realized that the story about Miranda may have actually been you? Uh, well, you know, we will never know, but there's really a true possibility that is true. I am a lot more rational than Todd. But it's a possibility? Yes, it's a possibility. Like a real possibility. It was just around the corner from my house. I would go there all the time. So yeah, you know, it's totally possible. The first time I saw her, I felt, it felt like my heart was at rest. It felt like my life had been looking for her. And when I saw her, I felt for some strange reason at rest. She has this notebook. And on the notebook, she has the cities, like a number of cities on it, right? And so we did this exercise where I colored in the first letter of the city with blue pen, and she colored in the last letter of the city with a pink pen. And we looked at what cities were we at together. It's something like 15 cities over the last 20-some-odd years we'd both been in almost at the same time. We looked at dates in our passports and other things, and it looked like we had crossed paths sometimes within hours of each other in the same airports missing each other by hours sometimes and it was very very beautiful and interesting we have this strange overlapping crisscrossing experience so let's just step back here for a moment and look at what just happened Todd is convinced that he has met the very woman who determined the direction of his life for the last two decades. This is the muse he has been thinking about every day and every night since that evening in Buenos Aires. She inspired him to follow his heart, to become a writer, the Miranda around whom he has written a novel, his life's work, the one he always looked for in a crowd of people. Well, where do you go from here? Did you become lovers? Yes. For a while. For a time. You were dating? We dated for a while. But, you know, I'd just gone through a divorce. And I wasn't really ready for... To be, you know, to meet... Dude, this was Miranda. This was literally the girl of your dreams. You know, not everybody you fall in love with has to end up in your bed. 
Yes. She is literally the girl of my dreams. I love her with every part of myself. I care about her. I just, you know, I've been a little bit beat up. I didn't, I wasn't necessarily ready for another kind of long-term relationship. When you revealed the fact that you had been dreaming about her for the better part of two decades before you met in real life, how did she react to that? She would look at me and say, act accordingly. This magic has brought us together. You know, we should be together. Act accordingly. I mean, that, I think that's her, that's her take on it. I mean, we, we, have, we do have this connection. We do have what can only be described as love for each other. Don't you want the Hollywood ending? I think you can have a really meaningful, deep friendship. I love her. I would do anything for her. I just don't want to get married right now. Does that, does that make sense? I think we were brought together in service of the story. I think we were brought together in service of waking me up, right? In terms of, you know, in terms of helping me be the person I can be, I, I could be, right? Reach my potential. I think it can be more nuanced and complicated than boy meets girl and they ride into the sunset together. There's something deeply profound about the way I feel about her that I've never felt about anybody else. How would you describe your relationship with him now? Oh, complicated. It's definitely complicated. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I think we want different things. So it's very hard to, um, I don't know, it's very hard to say right now. But what do you want? I would, I, I would really like to give like a romantic relationship a chance. I don't think he wants that. You're Cecilia. Do you think he, he wants Miranda? <laughs> no, he's not that crazy. No. no? Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Todd and Cecilia are very close. They don't live together, but talk every day and see each other frequently. 20 years ago, Miranda lit Todd's creativity. Life extinguished it. And Cecilia is the person who reignited it. She showed me art. LA has got an amazing street art. There are lots of murals and lots of the side of buildings, right? She made me really see it. Like to stop and take a look at it, take a photograph of it. We went to museums together and we spent time together. And it just, I really felt like this was a different kind of relationship that was blossoming than any, any relationship that I had in the past. Miranda was your muse. Mm-hmm. What is Cecilia? Cecilia feels like my... <laughs> Catalyst, You know, if a muse is something that's kind of like in the air, catalyst is something that makes something spark. It changes the chemical property of something. I think meeting her in real life has changed my life in terms of what I want to do with the next part of my life. Meeting her changed my life again in that this thing that I had kind of hidden away, you know, in my life, my creativity, my desire to tell stories, you know, sort of got buried under product plans and fundraising and, you know, jobs and work and travel. I hadn't really pulled that out in a long time. That it's, it's actually what my heart wants to do. Cecilia and Todd are working together on several projects these days, including one particular story that has occupied Todd's mind for some time. We have a draft of the, the script for The Disappeared that we're working with uh, another writer on. 
to sort of polish it. Um, and then we're working on a book based on The Girl in the Cemetery. The Girl in the Cemetery. I sleepwalk. For years, I have lived with episodes of flying and falling, hurtling east at subsonic speed to land somewhere in the future for a few hours or days before heading back in time on my return trip. I cannot sleep in a strange bed, so I often walk when my clock is off, stumbling through deserted, moonlit streets with a camera. When I do drift off, dipping gently into that dark stillness, I drown, disoriented by waves of ideas, images, and sensation, a swirling tumble made of dream and memory. I wake wondering... It's called The Girl in the Cemetery. The story is around dreams and memory, and sort of trying to make sense of these magical experiences I've had in my life. You know, when I met Cecilia the first time, she made me take my life in a completely different direction, right, when I saw her there. Now that I've met her again, together I think we're moving in a different direction. We are both travelers, gypsies by trade. We have been searching for each other through space and time, missing each other, yet knowing in the back of our minds that we would one day meet again for the first time. What now? The dreams, Miranda, remains. Todd Leloy. If you want to read one of Todd's stories, we got it. Go to our website, podcast.klm.com. You've been listening to The Journey, an original podcast brought to you by KLM Royal Dutch Airlines. To hear more stories about the trip that changed everything, go to podcast.klm.com. And why not review us on iTunes? It helps other listeners find this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jonathan Gruber. <laughs>